Joined by a good group of BYU basketball fans here at Malawi's. Welcome to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball, Facebook Live. Greg Grubel, head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose. Our player guest later on in the show is TJ Haas. Fans here in the audience for uh, questions with the coach later on in the show. And Coach Rose, here we are. It seems like we've had a few snowy nights for the show this year, yet the fans keep on coming out. We're happy for that. Yeah, it's been quite a winter. We're, we're, uh, we keep getting pounded, but I guess that's a good thing. Also a good thing is, is a 2-0 week, which you guys had last week, and uh, nice to get on those kinds of roles where you feel like uh, things are coming together with your group. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you know this week was really a positive week for us. I mean, not, not I mean, obviously the two wins are great, but uh, I think how we played and, and uh, you know the the type of play that we got from a lot of players. I think that uh, you know hopefully we can continue to build on that. I, I think that uh, you know the only kind of you know down spot in the, of the week is Nick. You know, Nick had a, a, a tough uh, fall, but we got good news that it, you know, there's nothing nothing structurally needs to be repaired. He just needs to heal. And um, and he, he didn't practice on Monday, but today he got in for some reps, and hopefully he'll be uh, in there tomorrow. But uh, I like uh, kind of the progression of uh, our rotation, and then uh, I, I really liked how uh, our guys consistently the effort that we gave um, on Saturday at Pacific in order to, get, to come away with that win. On uh, Nick, uh, obviously the idea would be, I guess, to make sure that you pace his work level to get him available to play at Santa Clara on Thursday. Right? That's what we hope for. And, and Nick, you know, Nick's a tough guy, and that he wants to play. And uh, but we have to be smart too. I mean, he, we we, we uh, you know, can't maybe play him a game and then miss a, miss a couple games uh, because of bringing him back. A little bit too early so uh the important thing i think is to um is for nick to just you know he he's a he's a tough kid and he's played hurt before but to make sure that he's ready to go before we put him back out there and generally speaking uh it takes a lot to keep an emery out of a game you found. <laughs> yeah and and we need nick in this game nick was a big factor in the win the first time of the you know his uh defensive presence against uh jared brown which was really good that night and uh I think we're a little bit more prepared uh, for that now, um, you know, with uh, kind of the depth of our our roster with uh, uh, with Elijah being able to play that, that position and defend really well. Bigger players, I think Stephen Bayo has really improved. Uh, and Dav has shown some, you know, uh, consistent uh, spots as far as effort is concerned. And, and hopefully that between that group of guys, we can keep him at a, at a you know, a decent spot. We, we kept him at eight points at our place, which was uh, – mm-hmm. Uh, way below his average, and uh, you can't. I don't know if we can really expect that to happen over there, but we, we we can't let him go for thirty. You mentioned Nick, who got the primary assignment on Brownridge here. Nick scores, you know, below his average, but really that night uh, his contribution was as important as had he gone for twenty or thirty. Absolutely, and and our guys, the rest of the guys were good offensively. We, that that night we played well. We shot the ball well. We shared it well. Um, scored a lot of points in that game, and uh, uh, you know the, the, this challenge coming over coming you know going over there will be different but hopefully our guys will have that same mindset BYU last week uh, with wins at Pacific on Saturday following uh, preceded by a home win over Pepperdine on Thursday so a 2-0 week putting BYU at 6-2 and in the West Coast Conference and in the third place solo third place in the conference standings before the break coach you talk a lot about uh, uh, the feel of the team or the vibe of your team and and regardless of point totals or, or, or numbers you, you get, get a pretty good sense of how your guys are playing and you I think you get a pretty good feel in both games last week fair yeah i do i, I believe that uh 
you know, the, the disappointment at, at San Diego uh, had a lot of self-reflection from the guys. These guys are really good competitive kids, and uh, they like each other. I, I think they play to win. Um, they can get sidetracked at times just simply because it's the nature of the beast that we're dealing with. It's such a team sport, and these guys are individually good players. But uh, I like I like how these guys interact with each other, and, and hopefully the, the edge that we had after a loss will continue after a couple good wins. What was the most uh, impressive thing to you besides the fact that Pacific didn't get to 50 on you guys in Stockton over the weekend? Well, you know, the, the, they're such a good offensive rebounding team. They're probably the best offensive rebounding I think they are, by number, the best offensive rebounding team in our league. Um, and they, they drive the ball hard, shoot a lot of, you know, close-range shots, and then they just send guys to the rim. And then I think, you know, they got, I think, 13 or 14 against us. But uh, that that's a number that can really get off uh, out of control, especially with the amount of shots they take. So, um you know, I thought that was a good a good thing for us. But I also believe that just our ability to clear the ball and get it down the floor quickly, um, and uh, and then be able to make good decisions from there. We we got a little ahead of ourselves on uh, some possessions and turned it over a few times. But uh, I just like the way that we we went about attacking. This is this league. It, it's not so much an attacking league it's kind of a it's kind of a counter punching league and they kind of wait around until you make a mistake and then go after you sometimes you can get into we can we can get into that uh that mode and that's not our style it's not what we're good at and i'm glad that we would just continue to attack that whole night but it is interesting and you hit on the point right now when you joined the west coast conference in your first season in the league the wcc was the fourth fastest tempo conference in the country it's the 31st fastest tempo team in the uh, country uh, conference in the country now and it's gone down kind of year by year by year it's become more of a grinder league yet still a very skilled league because the shooting numbers are always really high uh in this conference and, and again top 10 in both field goal and three-point percentage as a league uh, compared to those 32 conferences so it's an interesting type of league that's become yeah i think probably most of that is uh there's been a lot of coaching change in the last five years in our league and they brought you know guys in that uh you know maybe are, are trying to uh, simulates St. Mary's uh, a little bit more. Uh, you know, Gonzaga is obviously they've had great success in this league, and they're a fast-paced team and play. Uh, you know that way, and, and, and maybe the way that people are trying to counter it is by getting a, a slow-paced team to try and beat them. But it's uh, uh, it's been interesting, and, and uh, it continues to be interesting because uh, we got four new coaches this year. Well, two of the ten slowest tempo teams in the country are in the WCC. BYU saw one of them uh, at St. Mary's has already played the other, home to Santa Clara. That was actually a quicker tempo game. They came in here and it's a 73 possession game. That's not really Herb's style lately. Yeah, well, you know, we got them at a at a difficult time for them too that they had just brought a player back kj fagan had been out for uh the first part of the season and then they, he came back for the valpo game and had christmas break and then they came to play us and so um he uh i think he came back as a really athletic you know driving penetrating shooting guard and i think he sped him up a little bit but they they're back down now to what they want to do and how they want to do it and they're good at it and uh uh, it, it's interesting to me when you look at numbers. You know, you think that Jared Brownridge, their leading scorer, 
is a guy that just leads out in shot attempts and but but just you know KJ is a guy that's right on his heels. He mm-hmm. he shoots pretty much uh, every bit as much as, as Brownridge and then Cratch is a guy who causes issues because he's a big kid that can shoot threes from the perimeter. So uh, looking forward to th- this challenge that, that that you know comes on Thursday. Yeah, as good as Brownridge is as an offensive player, um, he's not a jack it up guy. And as mm-hmm. Coach Lewis was talking to me today after practice, uh, for a really productive scorer, he's as deliberate and patient as they come. And he takes he takes really good shots. It's hard to get him to take a bad shot. He he's a good passer, and uh, but he hit a big one the other night against LMU. Great step back, you know, great step back, and yeah. buried that. I, and I was reading somewhere, but it's like his fourth or fifth walk off shot as a as a collegian, which is pretty impressive. We're taking our first break here at Malawi's Pizza, and for a fast, healthier, and family friendly dining experience, come to Malawi's Pizza and enjoy any of our gourmet pizzas, pastas, salads, and dessert pizzas located in Provo, where we do our show every week, Lehigh and Spanish Fork. BYU fans in the house. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. You're tuned to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. Here once again is your host, Greg Rubel. Gavin Luke to Mika, drops it there to Eric. Eric sees the double. Elijah's open for three, top of the key. Pulls, fires, and scores! Elijah Bryant with now eight sharing the game-high scoring lead with Eric Mika. Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza here in the shops at Riverwoods for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, and the BYU Basketball Facebook page. Greg Rubel and the coach, Dave Rose, soon to be joined by TJ Haas, our player guest on the evening. And uh, whether or not you consider him kind of a barometer for your team, it just seems to me that when TJ plays well, things go well. He's been playing really well of late, I think. Yes, and uh, he's had an unbelievable freshman year. You think about uh, you know the adjustment of trying to uh, you know come off a mission, not played for a couple years, and and uh, you know he he's had a good opportunity to, to come in. We had uh, a lot of minutes available at that position because uh, of graduation and some other things. But uh, he's really taken advantage of that. He's a guy that really you know play. He's not a counterpuncher. He's he he's, he's, he attacks and he's a guy that loves to uh, uh, make things happen. And and you know I think that every game he just continues to get better and better. You uh, you have on your staff as a grad assistant coach a player Lee Kamard who kind of became the Mister Do It All guy you know in his BYU career how much of what Lee was really good at do you see TJ able to do in kind of a similar way if there's even a fair comparison there? I think that there is I think the numbers are similar you know he's 30 and that's right they had to wear the same jersey <laughs> TJ yeah. wears 30 but uh, I, I also think that you know um, ability to score, but but just the knack to share the ball at the right time is is very similar. I think that TJ's become uh, a much better defensive rebounder, uh, tracking balls down, especially during this league play. Uh, and Lee was really good at that. That was one of the, the, the you know real uh, strong points for him. And then I think defensively that he's become a guy that we can put on. Uh, uh, various guys, you know, and Lee was always that guy we could have him guard to point to two or the three, and I think that uh, TJ can get to that point and is progressing towards that. Eric Mika was this week named the WCC Player of the Week, third time this season, first guy in the league to have a three-time uh, honor this year. Uh, Eric's uh, averaging a double-double is what it comes right down to, and uh, where have you seen Eric get even better maybe uh, through the eight games of league play? 
Well, we, we all know that he's better at the free throw line, and, and, and that's a big part of the entire part of his game, especially on the offensive end, because he's so much more confident in his ability to draw contact and to finish through contact. And he, uh, you know, he's always had a really big, strong body, and I think he's uh, he, he's really using that to his advantage uh, on the offensive end. He's quick. He's a quick jumper. He can get back up and and get missed shots and and put them, you know, up. He uses both sides of the basket with both hands. I think was really good he's become pretty patient with his back to the basket even though he's very capable of turning and facing the basket and and scoring that way uh i believe on the defensive end that uh he's a very good communicator and, and he's a he's become a, a pretty good on ball defender but a really good help defender where he can kind of manage everything that's going on back there and then communicate through it and then he's a really good defensive rebounder so you take all those things together and if you consistently play well he's going to have an opportunity to have you know pretty big numbers as part of our success and with that then you know these are kind of awards come He's on a string of seven straight double doubles. Uh, by the way, one thing I notice at practice is that he he is a talker and and uh, not just empty words, but tactical words. And it's whether he's on the floor or off the floor. When he's off the floor, it's not like he's checking out. He's into it. Yeah, he and, and I, I think he uh, he feels which is maybe be a, maybe a little unfair, but he feels a real responsibility to the younger guys. And he's pretty young himself, you know, just uh, in the middle of his second year. But he, I think that the two years after playing a year, the two years on a mission he, he feels like uh you know that's a responsibility that he uh you know wants to you know kind of put on his shoulders and and does a great job with helping those younger guys as he, you know he steps off for the you know rotation all right as we head to break we're going to tease the fact that uh, tj haas is coming up for our next two segments and uh, one of the one of the great things about your program coach rose over the years is how many uh, winners of state championships you've brought into your into your program from different states around the country and uh, and, and no one uh, could possibly win more than, than, than T.J. Haas, who came in having won a state title in every year he played. Yeah, and, and that's quite a you know quite an accomplishment when you think about it. He, uh, you know, it's a, obviously a big part of his production. But he played with some great teams with great coaches, and uh, uh, and at the right time of the year, they were always playing their best, and mm-hmm. and that was uh, fun to watch, fun to follow. I mean, we, we've, I've known T.J. since he was you know in fourth or fifth grade, <laughs> watching him come. He came to our father and son's camps when you know he was really young and we had a chance just to kind of follow him through and in those four years i can remember you know the places where we were you know all wrapped around a, a little computer or something trying to you mm-hmm. know catch the state championship game where the semifinals i mean a couple of these semifinal games that he had were unbelievable in order to get to the championship game but uh it was fun watching him and sure glad he's here now all right, uh, starter on four state championships at Lone Peak. He is our guest coming up next. He is TJ Haas. We're taking a break. We're brought to you by Minky Couture, designer luxury blankets, and this is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network, BYU Basketball, Facebook Live, and KSL News Radio. TJ, NBA 3. Oh, he got it! Ten in a row! And a timeout! 28 to play here in the first half, and just like that, it's BYU by 11. That was, I believe, BYU and Pepperdine last week as the Cougars went on a run of 10 straight shots made in a row from the field. The last one there from TJ Haas. And welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball Facebook Live, and the aforementioned TJ Haas is our guest. One more rousing welcome to TJ on the show here for the first time this season. 
TJ, good to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Who did you bring with you tonight? I brought my wife, Lauren. She's here with me. When did you get married? We got married in September, so about four months now. Okay. Uh, How did that fit into... what you were doing with basketball at the time. If you guys, school had started, right? Uh-huh. No, school had started, and uh, we've been dating now for, for a long time, and so I got home from my mission, and she got home from a mission about a year ago as well, and so uh, we thought it was the right time for us, and we decided to seal the deal. I'm not sure if it coaches more married guys than single guys on the team right now, but I, maybe it feels that way. Is it kind of half and half? It's or pretty, close, pretty close to half and half, but I, I think uh, you know the group we have are uh, the interest part is they're, they're newlyweds. I mean, obviously, that's kind of what happens. Very few of them come here married, but uh, <laughs> that newlywed uh, period is quite an adjustment for uh, you know for the players and you know also for uh, for their wives to try to figure out how this is all going to work together. You guys both in school? Is Lauren in school too? Or? Yes, she goes to UVU. Okay, and uh, you're living. Uh, what you guys must have a luxurious multi-bedroom home somewhere. I'm guessing somewhere <laughs> in the valley. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're close to BYU's campus, and so it's really nice. For the both of us is is it a, is it a nice little starter apartment? Yeah, okay. oh, it's it's going to be one to remember. That's for that's sure. what your kids should be doing at this time of your lives. They always remember those first apartments. All right, uh, T.J. Haas is our guest as BYU gets ready to hit the road. And uh, and T.J., I thought it was really important that you guys play the kind of road game you did on the weekend in Stockton. Uh, best effort, I think, away from home this season for you guys, and that that's where uh, league titles get contended for is in road games, right? For sure. And I think you know one of the biggest things for us in that game was was confidence. And I think as this season goes on, uh, if we can continue to, to gain confidence in our team uh, every game, it's going to help us a lot down the road. What uh, what was the most uh, important thing to come out of the weekend for you besides the fact that it was a win and a really dominant win defensively? What did you take out of it personally? Um, you know, I... I'm, I'm always just happy when, when we get a win, um, but I thought it was a good defensive effort that game. Uh, you know, we held them to 47 points, and I, I thought we all got after it on D, and, and we made sure that, you know, we defended as a team together. How has your freshman season gone for you from, from a physical standpoint, wear and tear and getting through it? Uh, it it's a battle. The whole season, you know, uh, every game it, it's tough, and those guys are big and strong and physical, and you get bumps and bruises along the way, but overall my body's feeling pretty good right now so far. Coach Rose, what about uh, TJ's build is deceptive maybe uh, to maybe an observer of the game who looks and they see, man, TJ's, uh, he's not as uh, big as everyone else around him maybe or as heavy as everyone else around him, but he's able to do what he needs to do out there. Well, I I think there's another good comparison there with Lee. You know, when we were talking about Lee, 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 I always felt, even though he was kind of slight of build, I never felt that he was a weak player. I always felt that he was a strong player, and that's kind of how TJ is. He's a strong guy. He takes that ball in there, and he tacks well and finishes hard. And, uh, you know, I've seen him deliver a few blows, you know, as far as, uh, you know, his uh, uh, the, the way the physicality when he gets in there. And uh, but, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is, is, is you know, consistency over and over and then, how you know, kind of what you can do and get away with and then kind of feel good to be able to play the next night and next time out. And, you know, I think he's learning that he's learning the, the things that are really, uh, you know, good for him and good for his body and good for uh, the team and then things that you know, maybe I need to stay away from a little bit. TJ, what from high school days feels just the same? And what do you think is an adjustment that you've either made or have to make as a collegiate player? Uh, you know, well, I've played with a lot of these guys on the team, and so that that's something that's been similar. Um, and I think the style of play that we play here at BYU is similar to Lone Peak, and, and that's been that's been really fun. I think that's the most fun way to play basketball is the way we play. Um, some that that's been an adjustment, you know, 
playing in, in college basketball games, everyone is bigger, everyone's stronger, everyone uh, can do multiple things, and so that's something that you have to adjust to and know that you know ev- everyone can play at a high level. You are a little bit past halfway in the overall uh, season. You're about halfway in the conference campaign. Does it feel at all that the, that the team is hitting a stride of sorts, that things are finally after injuries have kind of happened and you've worked people in that you're, you're where you need to be now as a group? Yeah, I, I think you know there's always there's always room for improvement, right? And um, but I feel this team. I think we're getting better every single game, and I, I think we have a, a lot of room to to improve right now. Um, but I, I think if we can just take it one game game at a time and improve every game, that's good for us. Coach Rose, you talked earlier about uh, knowing TJ or seeing him play since he was as young as a fourth grader, and I still remember um, the photo that was posted. Nick may have posted it the the, the day that you committed verbally to BYU, and this seems like so many years ago <laughs> and here you are and here he is like halfway through his first year and he's finally playing for you it's kind of a surreal thing being a head coach at BYU with some of the guys you get uh, and when you end up getting them on the floor isn't it well I, I think it's really unique that, that as close as uh, um, you know TJ and Nick are that you know, there's brothers the same age you know that played for us and uh, you know, with Jackson and and Ty and, and I, I think that uh there's similarities in both of their games, uh, Nick's and Jackson's, and the similarities in, in Ty and uh, in TJ. But they're 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 so different and unique to themselves. It's been pretty, uh, you know, actually extremely entertaining for me to kind of coach through them both now and see, and then looking forward to, uh, you know, the, the, to see how these careers kind of match each other and. Uh, you know, TJ and I, when we talk, we very seldom talk about uh, about Ty, and the same with with Nick and, and talking about Jackson. But I, I do believe that uh, they can't uh, they can't kind of get out of that shadow that, that mm-hmm. people are going to compare them all the time, especially when they were such great players. Their older brothers were so good for our teams here. TJ, when did you realize that uh, that your style and Tyler's style just sim- they wouldn't be the same? Uh, I think a long time ago, uh, you know, watching Ty in high school and uh, playing before that, I I think uh, I always I always thought I played a little bit more like my dad. My dad was more of, you know, a point guard, and uh, he he played really fast. People always told me my dad played fast, and Tyler was always uh, bigger and stronger than I was. And so from a young age, I always knew that our games would end up being pretty different. How did those games match up when you would go one on one? Uh, it, they didn't get too serious till he got home from his mission, but they were battles, and they were really fun. They were, they were a lot of fun to play against him. What uh, did, did I mean? Was there a record kept of these uh, of these occasions, or not really? Uh, a little bit. We'd always there were times where we'd start just by shooting around, and then we'd end up playing to like fifty by ones and twos. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I'd say he probably won about sixty percent, and I probably won about forty percent. What makes Ty a hard guard? Ty, he, it just seems like he never gets tired. He'll he'll run you off screens, and he's he's very hard to guard, and he's always moving, um, and he makes difficult shots. Speaking humbly, what makes you a hard guard? Uh, I think something that you said a little earlier is uh, being deceptive a little bit. I think um, I, I try and stay quick, and I try and use my steps wisely um, and get to the basket, and I think uh, I can shoot the ball from behind the three-point line a little bit as well. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, 45 threes and counting uh, so far this year. He's actually shooting better than 40% from the three-point line this year and averaging 13.3 points a game. We come back after this break. Uh, TJ will take our 10-question pop quiz. TJ Haas is with us on BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar. IMG Sports Network back right after this. 
This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, live from Malawi's Pizza. For more, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bryant, giving some space to the top of the key. Tigers zoning as Haas shoots against the zone and scores it from three. T.J. Haas, confident look on his face, nods his head as he heads back the other way. 52-39, BYU by 13 that was from Saturday in Stockton. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, maker of that basket, TJ Haas, our guest here on the show. It's almost time for the 10-question pop quiz. Uh, this is not part of the quiz, but uh, tell, us, uh, tell the fans what high school number you wore and why you're not wearing that number now and why you chose the number you are wearing at BYU. Uh, in high school, I wore number 11. Uh, and my, my dad wore number 11 in college, and so uh, I thought it would be cool to kind of follow in his footsteps a little bit. Uh, that number is retired here at BYU, so I, I can't wear that. Uh, but my, my favorite basketball player is, is Stephen Curry, and so I decided to, to wear number 30 this year. And, and did it take a long time for Lee to remind you that he also wore the 30 here at BYU? <laughs> no way. That was really quick. <laughs> All right, time for the 10-question pop quiz. Here you go for TJ House. Question number one. Were your first career points at BYU scored on a two-point field goal, a three-point field goal, or at the free-throw line? Uh, I want to say a two-point field goal. Two for two free throws. 9.42 left in the first half against Princeton. Season opener. Dang it. Free throws. <laughs> You'll always remember that. Always now. remember it now. Uh, free throws. <laughs> all right. Uh, which BYU teammate was a teammate for all four of your state championships at Lone Peak High School? Zach Frampton. That'll be Zach Frampton. Uh, TJ gets a lot of pub for being a four-time state champ, but we cannot neglect Zach. He had a role on all four of those teams too, right? For sure. Absolutely. Uh, what is the capital of Poland? Uh, is it Warsaw? It is Warsaw. Well done. Every There's a method to the madness. We ask because? <laughs> because my brother's playing over there right now. Playing in Poland. Uh, number four. Name another player on the West Coast Conference with the first name of TJ. TJ Wallace. TJ Wallace from? Pacific. Pacific. He just played on the weekend. Well done. Uh, number five. How did you meet your wife, Lauren? We met at Sadie Hawkins Dance my sophomore year in high school. She was not my date, though. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't ask me. So, <laughs> And uh, it took how long for you guys to then uh, meet up socially in a more serious uh, level after that? We probably started dating about three weeks after that. Okay. And then it's been ever since. All right. Uh, number six. You, Zach Selyus, and Nick Emery have all broken the previous BYU record for three-point field goals by a freshman, which before last year was held by, you get a multiple choice, A, Jimmer Fredette. B, Matt Carlino, C, Mark Bigelow, D, Jonathan Tabernari, or E, Mike Rose. Before last season, which of those guys had the record for most threes by a freshman? Uh, I want to say Mark Bigelow. Where'd it go? Yes, it is Mark Bigelow. Mark Bigelow had that record, which stood for like 16 years until last year, and now all the freshmen break it. All right, number <laughs> seven. Uh, which current BYU teammate can spell his last name with the letters in your last name? Braden Shaw. Braden Shaw. Yes, very well done. Uh, question eight. What do the letters TJ stand for? Uh, Tyson J. Tyson J. Haas. And that's also correct. And he only could be. <laughs> uh, number nine. Uh, which two teams are meeting in Super Bowl 51 here in a couple weeks? Uh, Patriots and Falcons. Okay. And question 10. You need to pick a member of the BYU coaching staff as a teammate in a three-point shooting contest. Which coach are you picking? And Lee Kamard is not eligible. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Coach Rose. There you go. <laughs> Always right. the right answer. That's I'm going right. to answer TJ yeah, Haas and BYU basketball. Dave Rose, we're back after this on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. 
Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar. IMG Sports Network. BYU fans with us here at Malawi's Pizza in the shops at Riverwoods and Provo. Good to have you with us at Tuesday nights, generally speaking, uh, 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock here at Malawi's. We're also sponsored in part by Smith's Market Fresh Groceries. Fresh food for your family and fuel for your vehicle. Low prices, Market Fresh at Smith's. I ask a lot of questions of Coach Rose every show. We like to turn it over to our fans to ask some questions late in the show. Intern Luke, Luke Beeston, has the uh, micro, uh, wireless microphone and a couple of fans ready to chat with Coach Rose. Luke, who do we have? Awesome, Greg. Thank you. I first have here for our live Q&A, Marilee Jarvis. How do the players balance school, basketball, social life, etc.? You know, you know, that's a great question, and, and uh, we probably should have TJ up here to answer it, but uh, every guy um, has got a uh, quite a schedule that is kind of required by us, and uh, as far as their, uh, you know, the, the, their the time in the gym and, and uh, practice time and study hall time, and uh, we have mentors and tutors that they have time with, they have, uh, you know, study groups, you know, that they meet. Uh, their social life is pretty much left up to themselves. Uh, at times, they get help from their teammates, but uh, a lot of these guys are married, and so uh, that's a you know a, a, a big part of. Uh, as soon as they're done, they you know try to throw in a, a family life of some sort, and so uh, it, I think that's the biggest adjustment from. Uh, from high school to college or from junior college to, to you know, this level is time management. And uh, there's a lot of people there at the campus that uh, are hired as support help to help them, you know, manage their time. But um, it's, a, it's a big part of, uh, of what we do and how we do it. And I think our guys are, you know, do the very best that they can to kind of manage it. And the biggest thing at the end is to try to graduate and get that uh, that degree and uh, and most all of our guys do that, especially the ones that stay around for four years. Thanks for the question. By the way, uh, TJ, before we could get him off, uh, uh, off the air, a, a, note, a question or a, a comment came in on the Facebook Live page, and I'm just going to read uh, what this person decided to submit to TJ from Shay. TJ, you're incredible. It's so awesome get to getting to watch your interview. You're such an amazing example to all young men. You show great dedication and hard work as well as strong faith. You show them they're able to follow their dreams, pursue their dreams, as well as serve a full-time mission. Thank you for that. So great comment coming in for Tej, and he kind of, uh, well, that person spelled it out pretty well. And I, I think that Tej is playing with a lot of guys that are the very same way. That's what really kind of makes it special. And I'll tell you that a couple weeks ago, um, or last week, it was last week when we were going through, you know, kind of a tough stretch on Monday and Tuesday after a really difficult, you know, Saturday game. Uh, you know, these guys, it, it was uh, amazing to me how individual conversations with all these guys actually got me into a, a, a really positive attitude about this team and usually I'm the one that's trying to get these guys up and get them to uh, you know believe in themselves but uh, I love this group this group is uh, they're really good and they're really good together by the way on the time management question which we just had and thank you Luke for that uh, how much in the annex is going to be uh, have a grand opening or ribbon cutting here within a few weeks how much will the annex assist in time management for these guys well I, I think it's it's uh, it's, it's so uh, vital to to be able to uh, I mean, I think the guys have been able to manage it, but it's been tough. And you just think about, you know, trying to get from, 
you know the the, the Smith uh, Field House or or you know any place on campus and get over to the Marriott Center. If you're driving a car, it's a 30 minute process. Try to find a parking parking spot, and if you're coming in and then coming out, and then you want to get to the, the, the practice, and then you get to the uh, you work out after practice, or we, all those things are. Uh, issues and now it's really kind of it's all solved. You know, you, you come up to the the annex and the training room there and uh, the weight room is there and you know you have the access to the gym. You have all the access downstairs. To, is there a place the for Marriott schoolwork Center, and that kind of stuff? Study hall lounge. There's our the, our uh, you know film sessions. So it's uh, it's kind of all in one place and uh, you know we've had quite a few meals in there as a team. So uh, it's going to make it to where the guys might have a few extra minutes to do something that. Uh, is good for them. And within a month or so, we should have this thing open and ready to go full yeah, speed. Yeah, actually, the, the dedication is on February 7th uh, at 10 a.m., um, right before the devotional. And then we'll have an open house, uh, I think, February 21st, which first with is uh, an evening uh, celebration. And, and hopefully that uh, it'll all be somewhat finished by then and everybody will be excited to come see it. So if you're a BYU fan that wants to walk through and see what the players will have at their disposal, they'll get a chance to do that on, on the 21st. I think I, I think that is. Uh, is, it, is it not open to the public? It, or? Might, it might be by invitation only. Okay. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, I, I do hope that there is a time when people can walk through because it's a tremendous building. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, before the break, Luke, one more question. All right. This is uh, Melissa Peterson. Hey, coach. Do you feel this season that your team is on track, um, considering you have such a young team? Well, I, you know, I always, I always think we're going to win every game we play, and so when we don't, then you know, there's uh, uh, some real self, you know, uh, introspection or whatever you call it. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. I, I, I do think that uh, the loss of Kyle Davis changed a real rotation for us. I think that uh, you know, with Eli not really being himself until probably the last two weeks or so, uh, it has been, you know issues for what we thought could happen with this group but I really believe right now that uh, you know the addition of Corb which kind of helps uh, you know just numbers wise as far as losing uh, Kyle and a lot of that makes difference in Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays that people don't see when you have that extra guy or here there and a physical presence and somebody that you can put out there that uh, can go in and play five six ten minutes I thought he, he did Corb did a great job on Saturday just a physical presence on the floor and uh, protecting the rim and I, I think that we have a lot of uh, areas that we can improve on and get better and, and hopefully peak at the right time Corb had a couple of DNPs in there was that more or less just to kind of get him back to where he needed to was, you know, there was so much. We thought we could bring them right out the football field and <laughs> have them jump right in because we run most a lot of the same stuff that we've always run. But it was just uh, a, t- a tough, uh, you know, adjustment for him and for the guys. And uh, I just thought, we, you know, we put him on the scout team for a couple of days to let him just have a rep after rep after rep. And, and, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, he's in a really good spot to help us. Looks good. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more questions for the coach as we continue here at Malawi's in Provo. It is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We're back right after this on BYU Basketball Facebook Live and KSL News Radio. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Now, let's head back to Malawi's Pizza with your host, Greg Rubel. Pause. Knocked it away from Wallace. They're trying to do a steal. He got it. Bayo breaks away. Stephen Bayo driving it up and lays it up and in. 
Welcome back to Malawi's Pizza here on the Shops at Riverwoods. Four more BYU basketball with Dave Rose. Greg Rubel, the head coach of the Cougars. Dave Rose, BYU fans here at Malawi's till the uh, top of the hour. That little play-by-play highlight uh, was from the Pacific game on Saturday. Uh, T.J. Wallace uh, holding the ball near the center circle, and T.J. just sneaks up on him, knocks it away, gets it off to uh, Stephen Bayo as T.J. dives to the floor, and then Bayo goes the other way. What a play that was uh, for you guys at a really important time of the game. Great play, and, and you know the, the aggressive nature of that play is, I think, what sums up the game. I mean, we were really, really aggressive. We, we didn't shoot the best from the field, and we turned it over quite a few times, but I think in both of those games this weekend, no question, we were the aggressor uh, you know, most of the game in both games. It's a great play. All right, uh, intern Luke. Luke Beeston has our wireless microphone, meaning we have uh, questions from the audience here at Malawi's. Luke, who do we have next? All right, Greg, we have Scott Jarvis. There's a lot of talk about Eric Mika going to the NBA early. Have you had any conversations at this point in the season about that possibility? Uh, Eric and I have not. We, we talked about it before the season and uh, the, the possibility of things that could happen as far as what's next. And, uh, you know, I think he's done a great job of just kind of, you know, digging into this year and, you know, game to game, take each game one at a time. And after the season, obviously, we'll sit down and, and see if there's interest or what kind of interest. And the rules now uh, give these kids a lot of opportunities to go out and see what kind of interest there really is. And I think those are great opportunities for kids. And we'll, we'll see if that's available to Eric. And if it is, we'll, uh, you know, encourage, uh, you know, for him to to find out exactly what his situation is it's the draft every year changes about every two or three days <laughs> and uh i think that uh you know there's a lot of basketball to be played here together with his group and i know that's what he's focused on right now that's the thing you have to be flexible and able to adapt to changing situations but you know the, the big scheme the grand scheme plan there's a lot ahead for these guys the group you brought together to play together right yeah and, and you know I, I think that uh uh the fact that he's playing well enough for people to be talking about that that's a good thing and we'll just go with it good thing for your team uh, a couple questions from facebook then we'll get back to our live mic uh coach how do you break up the various responsibilities with your coaching staff that's from robert warren on facebook thanks for the question well i, th- I think that the, the, there's no question in my mind that all my staff members are capable of, of doing everything from you know recruiting to offensive work to defensive work to you know skill development all, all the uh you know the different areas but uh you know kind of the the way it's broke down is that Tim is uh, you know our, our recruiting coordinator and he is kind of all the all our scheduling those are the things that he and I spend the most time talking about all the time uh, he helps in practice with uh, you know with defensive assignments but Quincy is is the guy that's kind of over the defensive game plans and putting those things together uh, our schemes and the, you know the three or four defenses that we're in uh, and out of and those kind of things in, in, with game management he's involved with that Terry's uh, kind of and and and, and uh, Q works with the uh, with the post guys uh, as far as individual work a lot of guard work uh, skill development outside of practice but this is more in practice Terry's got the guards um, and the offensive work and Andrew is uh, 
uh, logistics guy. Anything that has to do with anything that's not related to the actual game on the court, kind of Andrew gets a shot at. Lee is a guy that uh, is is terrific in his assignment as a graduate assistant. He, he actually has a little more freedom to do um, some other things, but his re- his ability to relate to those players and then relate that to us is something I really lo- I really missed last year. Noah had it a couple years ago, and I felt that from him. And um, and Noah's doing great right now. The head high school coach mm-hmm. down in uh, in, in Las Vegas, and uh, I think Lee's going to be a star in this business. Thanks for that. Uh, a question from Jerain on Facebook. You hit this earlier, really, at the start of the show. Just a quick, quick little recap, 20 seconds on Nick Emery. How's his injury doing? Um, well, the best news is that the MRI was negative, and so everything is structurally sound. He's sore, and, uh, you know, he'll have to uh, – the swelling is better today. We'll see. He played. He, he did a few things today in practice. We'll see how he is tomorrow. Okay, and uh, just in on Facebook as well. Uh, this one, this fellow's called Rafael Araujo, <laughs> no and he checks in to say hello, Coach. So Hoff no <laughs> is watching us. Oh, I guess goodness. he's down in Brazil somewhere. So oi to the bang, Hoffa, good to have you with us. That is, that is awesome. He he's had an unbelievable uh, career and life with basketball. It's taken him all over the world, and now he's back uh, in Brazil. I think he's got his own clothing line. I mean, he's got himself uh, pretty set up, and hopefully he's doing well. Thanks for checking in, Hoffa. All right, obrigado, Hoffa. That's good stuff. All right, uh, Luke, one more question before we wrap it up here. All right, we got Drake Peterson. He's a sixth grader at Canyon Crest. If you and Kalani Satake played one-on-one basketball, who do you think would win? Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is uh, that's a good question. I'll tell you what. One of my real strengths now as a 59-year-old player is I, I get really close to the rim. I back people down. I don't think I could back Kalani down and get too close. So uh, it'd probably be 50-50. You know, he's. Uh, he, he he always tells me that he was a heck of a point guard when he was young until he grew into a fullback. But, uh, you know, maybe we could do that. Maybe we could do that for charity. Get if we set that up game. at the annex, yeah, we could get a few people to pay a few bucks for that That's one, right. no doubt. Yeah. Thanks for the question. All right, we'll come back and wrap up the show here on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. All right, it's about 30 seconds left here to take a quick look at what's coming up for the Cougars this week. It will be uh, at Santa Clara on Thursday uh, and then home to LMU on Saturday, Coach Rose. Yeah, it's a big week for us. I think that uh, all these weeks in conference, but this is the last split week we have as far as a home and a road. The next week we go two home, then we go two road, two home, two two road. So uh, dealing with that, uh, that that game over there is always a challenge. It's similar to the challenge we had with Pacific. We we, we played pretty well and won here, and now we got to go over there and see if we can repeat it over there. All right, Cougars hit the road tomorrow. They'll be at Santa Clara Thursday. That'll be a later game, 9 o'clock Mountain Time tip. So 8 o'clock pregame for the radio, and then 9 o'clock mountain time that game is on espnu and then back on uh, byu tv saturday home to lmu we hope that with uh, a win on thursday we'll be talking about a win on saturday to get coach rose win number 300 in his byu career folks thanks for being here on byu basketball dave rose we'll see you on the radio good night everybody